I'm excited about today's episode. Mark. You're excited about oh, every man, episode. Because, oh, absolutely. Why wouldn't I be, right? Especially right. We've got a handy dandy 100% fail 100%? 100%. Every single time guaranteed accurate litmus test that you can use to know for sure if your prayers have been answered. Woo. A handy dandy 100% fail proof accurate litmus test? 100% accurate wow. litmus test. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know what else we have? What? In addition, that's not all. What? Tell there's, them what else we have, Bob. There's more. We have a handy-dandy 100% fail-proof way to make sure all your prayers are answered. Woohoo! Two I in. know, right? <laughs> this is Inner Man Radio. Equipping the inner man for victory through Christ, one honest conversation at a time. So drop those excuses, pick up your Bibles, and recruit a friend. All right, so with an intro like that, I mean, where do we go from here? It could only go oh, up. up. <laughs> right. Mark, you got something in the mail recently. Oh, I don't know how long ago that was, but This you... is, brings a tear to my eye. It oh. was just this last week. I, 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 you know, I went, got the mail, just like I always do, and in it was something addressed to... To resident, but but on the outside of the package, it does resident said, live at your house? Yes, he does, oh, and I opened okay, it for yeah. him. And on the outside of the envelope, it said that that I had been selected, that the Holy Spirit had specifically told some huh. church in somewhere to mm-hmm. send me this letter, and and naturally I was excited well, to open it up. Absolutely, and I gathered the kids around and said, huh. "Kids, come on, we're." Ga- and wow. inside, yeah. inside were were two, three articles really. One was a a, a prayer list of okay. things to check off, things that you might need or or could use, and uh, and two was a sealed prophecy. And really? Yes. Was it the seal- seventh seal, sixth seal? I couldn't didn't say tell. which one. It, no. I couldn't. But it was a sealed prophecy, and then and then the third was a prayer handkerchief. Really? Yes. Huh. Yes, it looked suspiciously like printed Unu- paper to me. Oh, it, it was unused, though. Y- yes, it okay. was. It was a clean prayer handkerchief. Okay. All right. So, wow. <clears throat> yeah, and huh. all you had to do, the directions were really quite straightforward. All you had to do was take this prayer handkerchief, very much like the one, and I think they probably patterned it after the handkerchief that was taken from Paul well, to people who were sick. It's very possible. Paul. It's yeah. remarkably well preserved, if uh-huh. that's the case. Yeah. <clears throat> and all you had to do was put that under your bed at night, under the side of the bed that you sleep. The instructions were quite specific here. Okay. Now, is it, and, is it, are you going to test it to make sure it's wet in the morning and everything else around it's dry? No, 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 no. No, that's not what You're mixing going. up Old and New Testament. Okay. You can't do that. Okay. And so you put that under under your side of the bed and you sleep on it and you write your prayer request down and you mail that with your gift into the uh, into the yes into huh. the the church that the Holy Spirit led to send you that thing right and then you may open up the sealed prophecy but not before and that we were wow. very excited we were very excited and, and? I don't know what the kids did with it oh. they they took it and I could be huh. so unfortunately my you know, my, my dreams of independent wealth and all of that are, are, are now... But do any of your kids not, display oh, signs of independent they wealth? They, threw it, they put it in the wood stove is what they did with it. <clears throat> no, I haven't seen any of them, you know, uh, come home with a new bicycle or, or anything anything like that. Huh. 
Maybe yeah. we didn't have enough faith. Probably and, not. Anyway. <laughs> so where does that lead us to here? How do we tie that one in, Mark? That's a great story. but It is a great story, but people want to have their prayers answered. Yes, they do. They want to know that when they talk to God, that something besides the ceiling is receiving those prayers. They want to know that, you know, with a, a degree of, of certainty that not only are they heard, but that God answers their prayers. Mm-hmm. And they... So... And... People like that or, you know, groups like that prey on, you know, the fact that people are uneducated about what the Bible says about prayers and having your prayers answered. And then they capitalize on that and try to monetize. Right. And so we have these uh, little litmus tests that we use normally in our daily lives to to test and see whether or not God is answering our prayers. Oh, yeah. But that's not the handy dandy litmus test we were talking about <laughs> earlier, though. No. No, no. It's completely different. Uh, but First John chapter 5 has something to say about this, doesn't it? It sure does. So in verse 14, he says, This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. Which sounds pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. It says, We know and we have confidence... That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, not only does he hear us, but he says yes. He grants that request. Well, okay. Start making your list, buddy. <laughs> wow. So, now... <laughs> sky's the limit. <laughs> you know, I don't know what planet you're living on, Mark. <laughs> but, you know, I asked for something one time from God. Uh-huh. I said, God, could you please make this... This one thing happened. Uh-huh. And that one thing didn't happen. Oh, that's not good. I know. So that begs a lot of questions. It here, does. Doesn't it? I mean, there's all kinds. Is it me? Sure. Is it God? Is it is it that it didn't make it through the ceiling? Uh, what gives? What you probably gives? put your prayer cloth, Hanky, on the wrong uh, side of it. That's what happened. <laughs> maybe, maybe God doesn't care about the things I care about. Maybe, maybe he, not. Maybe. maybe uh, I don't know. But... There's got to be somebody out there other than me who asked God for something, and that specific something they asked for, God did not say yes to. Don't you think? I think it happens all the time. And so people then start to ask the question, well, what's God's will? How do I, what, If I'm supposed to pray according to his will, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to know God's will? Right. Because his ways are higher than my ways, and his... So... How am I supposed to know, hey, Lord, I need this in this particular circumstance so that I'll know how to pray so that then he can ask or answer my request? Well, to make things simple, asking for more money, God always wants us to have more money. Well, right. I mean, and and asking (laughs) for a bigger house in a better neighborhood. Right. He always wants that, doesn't he? Oh, absolutely. Opens doors for the gospel. And yes. (laughs) Right. Sure. And he always wants us to be healthy. Always. And wealthy. Wealthy, healthy. And he wants our kids to be happy. That's right. Doesn't he? Absolutely. And he wants our vacations to be good (laughs) ones to nice warm places. Wow. So, so, you know. And I'm on the other planet. (laughs) Right. Yeah. There are some things that we certainly do know. So, like, for instance, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, we know that it's God's will that all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So we've got some general principles to work with. But like the things you're talking about, well, what does God want for yeah. my job? Yeah, yeah. in all seriousness, I mean, should we pray for that promotion? 
I mean, should yeah. we pray for our finances? Yes. Should we pray that things go well with our next door neighbor? Right? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. We, we should be praying about those decisions. But the challenge comes because the reason we're praying is because we don't know, in many cases, what the best thing is. So how do we go to God and say, Lord, we want your will, but we don't know what that will is. Right. Because if we don't know God's will, how can we ask for it? And how do we know if they're answered? Right. Then we go around and we, we, we're lost. We don't know. So thankfully, Romans chapter 8 shows up to give us some confidence here so that we know what God's will is. In Romans chapter 8, in verse 26, he says, In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should. That's just exactly what we're talking about. I don't know. If this is the right thing, do I move here? Do I take this job? Do I do that thing? Do I, how do I know? We don't know how to pray as we should. But he says, the spirit intercedes himself for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. I don't have to know God's will because the Holy Spirit knows the will of God. And he intercedes for me according to that will. So think about, you know, think about a kid who says, Dad, you know, I, I want to uh, I want to do this or, you know, I want to get a job at the at the local convenience store. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe it's not. See, but what dad has to do is he has to intercede in essence, knowing what's best for the kid and then answering and responding to that request, not necessarily exactly what the kid asks for, what he thinks is best for him. Because from our perspective, in many cases, we don't know what God's will is for us when it comes down to the specifics. The beauty of the system is we don't have to know. So... What you're talking about, you're alluding to the fact when you say the beauty of the system is we don't have to know. Right. Why is that? Is that because we're coming at it from the wrong angle? Well, we are, but think about it in the reverse. If God could only answer the prayers that I specifically asked of him, Mm -hmm. if he couldn't respond according to his will, but had to respond according to what I knew enough to ask, Mm -hmm. that would be a bad, that would be a real problem. Yeah, that's... uh, Probably not the best analogy, but that's kind of like the tail wagging the dog. Yeah. The wrong thing is calling the shots here. Right, right. If God is restrained, if he can only say yes to what I ask for, well, we've got a problem. Right. So, but because God knows what's best, then, and I can have confidence that he knows what's best, then when we pray, we can pray, according to Romans 8, Lord, we want your will to be done. And then, if that's what we've asked for, see, then we've prayed according to his will. So, the passage that we read in 1 John chapter 5 <clears throat> then makes perfect sense. If we ask or if we pray according to his will, we know that he hears us, right? If we ask according to his will anything, he hears us. And we know if he hears us in whatever we ask, we know we have the request which we have asked from him. Okay, but this still leaves a question. Uh, okay, let's check off the list of what we've got here. All right. Okay, so we know that God is going to answer according to his will. Right. And we know that we can ask 
anything according to his will, and he will answer it. Right. We still don't know exactly what his will is. In many cases, that is true. So, how do we know what to pray? Romans 8 says, oftentimes, we don't know what to pray. Right. But he intercedes <laughs> for us. Yes. How does that help me in my daily prayers? Well, let's look at it this way. Sometimes, we've, uh, sometimes we do look at it upside down. And we tend to look at our circumstances to try and figure out if God answered our prayers. So if all the, if all the stoplights are green and somebody brought donuts to work, then God answered my prayers and things are going well. Right. So we read a soccer game a couple years ago and uh, there's this big dark cloud coming this weather front, you can oh, see boy. it. You can see it coming, and and someone in that we were with at the soccer game prayed on the spot in the name of Jesus. Uh-huh. I command this storm uh-huh. to not to stop, to, to not rain, to stop. Yeah. It, was it Elijah? We no, it was not. Okay, and we got soaked. <laughs> so and, and no, and I was not the one who prayed that prayer. Just, just to clarify, we have to talk later. Okay, okay. So, so, but and it was hands raised and everything, and the name Jesus was even oh. emphasized in the name of Jesus. Right. So, so awesome. It wasn't awesome because yeah. I was really kind of hoping it wouldn't rain. Right. Actually, but um, but it does it does illustrate something. Yeah. And that is is that oftentimes we don't know what to ask for. So if we're using if we're using, in that instance, yeah, the litmus test that most of us would have used at that time as well. God didn't answer your prayer because you didn't get what you wanted. Right. But you're saying that that's backwards. It's backwards. Okay. Because the more sure thing is not what we observe in our situation or circumstance. You can't tell, in many cases, by looking at your circumstance, whether or not God answered your prayer according to His will, if you don't know what His will is. So you can't look at your circumstance and say, well, because I know God's will, then therefore this happened, and so, yep, I must have received my request. You can't do it that way. So when people try to test to see whether or not their prayers have been answered by looking at their experiences or their circumstances, they are no further down the road than when they started. All they know is whether or not they're happy with their circumstances, and that's not the same thing as receiving God's will. What we want to do is look at the thing that is more sure. So the passage in 1 John 5 here, this is very confident. We have this confidence. Whatever we ask according to his will, he hears us and grants us. So if I can pray, Lord, I want your will in this or that circumstance. I want your will in in this thing. Okay. Does God hear that prayer? Yes. Does God answer that prayer? Yes. So what does that mean about my circumstances? It means they are the answer to that prayer. So a good case in point would be Jesus, the night he was betrayed. Oh, perfect. So he's, he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. Right. He staged his apostles in different spots. Yep. He goes up and he, he goes up to pray. Sweating bullets. Yep. Sweating blood, actually. And so he asks God. In fact, we can go, go to that passage, right? Matthew 26. You got it. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> he says, My father, if this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. He's asking for God to, to do this another way. I'd really rather not go through with the cross. Right. My body does not want to do this. Mm-hmm. Jesus being uh, made like us in all things, yep. uh, had a body like ours, 
does not want the pain and agony of going through this. And I'm, and I'm sure it wasn't just the physical pain and agony. It was everything else that would go along sure. with it. So, so he asked, God, if there is another way. But then he also says, but not my will, yours be done. So what's he asking for? He's asking for God's will to be done. Yeah, that is the chief request right there. Right. Mm-hmm. And how does he know what God's will is? We find out in the next verse. Yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't thunder from heaven mm-hmm. and say, Son, this is how it has to be. There's no voice. There's no, there's no sign. No prophet appears to, to, uh, you know, to give Jesus some, some additional insight. Um, he prays that prayer three times. <clears throat> And then he says, Arise, let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. While he was still speaking, in verse 47, Behold, Judas, one of the twelve, came up accompanied by a great multitude with swords and clubs from the chief priests, elders of the people, and says, Hail, Rabbi, and kisses him. Jesus knew what God's will was because of the footsteps of the soldiers. That was the answer. That was the answer to his prayer. Exactly. If 1 John 5 is to be believed that we can pray according to his will, and he hears us, and he grants that request. If we have prayed, then we have to assume that the circumstances that confront us are the answer of our prayers. And that is a game changer. Boy, that sure releases a lot of stress and pressure on us, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. Because all of a sudden now, all those questions that would surround whether or not, God, did he answer my prayer? Did I have enough faith? Did I, you know, right? all this... <clears throat> That's all put aside because what's happening here with Jesus is the answer. And he knew it. And because of that confidence that he had, look how he was able to handle the situation that was about to unfold. Right. Jesus steps in and and steps forward so that when they come up, he says, who are you looking for? You know, and blah, blah, blah. We're looking for Jesus. He says, I am he. And they all hit the dirt. I mean... Jesus is in total control of that situation. He has supreme confidence in what's going on because he's prayed. He says, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. He knows that prayer is heard. He knows that prayer has been answered. So when the soldiers come up the trail, he knows this is God's will. It gives us such tremendous confidence because when we pray, if we don't know that our prayers have been heard, then the very moments when we need that confidence the most is when we're without it. Yes. Because, I mean, if you're in a situation where you don't know what God's will is and, and Lord, should I do this or that, and the pressure's on and you've got to make a choice and you don't know what to, which direction to go and what to do, and you start to look around for your circumstances to find and determine what God's will is, you are going to be in a world of trouble. Peter whacks off Malchus' ear. Does, is, that, is that God's will saying, I should run for it? You know, when, uh, when they fall down, does that, mean that, does that mean that we should fight them? You, we become superstitious if we start to look for God's answer in our circumstances. Yeah, we start looking for signs. Well, we this do. is a sign. This is an indicator. That's a sign. That's a sign. Yep. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. Right. Yep. It's why, and it just bugs me terribly when, when people say, well, you know, God just opened the doors. 
He just opened the doors. We prayed, and he just opened the doors, and, and this, as if the easy way is always the indicator of God's will. Exactly, because when the, the people fell down, mm-hmm. that could have been a door opening, could I it say not? it was. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're looking for a way out of here, that's the way out. Right. You know, so in that moment, when you need confidence the most, if you're looking to your circumstances to try and give you that confidence, you are going to be totally lost. You will not know what to do or where to go. Jesus knows this is what has to happen because the soldiers are coming up to nab him. And he's, he says, Lord, I've already given it over to you. Your will is the one that I want done. And so here it is. And Jesus goes forward in confidence into those circumstances with full assurance that this is God's will. His prayer has been heard. It's been answered. And this is that answer. Moms and dads, this is a great lesson for us because look at the guys that were following Jesus, how much of an impact he was able to have on them as the result of his confidence. We see how how sideways this thing could have gone real quick. Peter pulls out the sword, slices off Malchus's ear. Yeah, that's bad. This thing could have gone, I mean, so you've got one guy pulling the sword. If if I'm one of the the brute squad that's with the right. with the other guys, you know, I'm pulling my sword, right? And this thing could have descended rapidly. Jesus is able to take complete control back quickly because of his decisiveness, because of his confidence and lead. Moms and dads, we have a particular obligation to be that calm in the storm for our kids and for the people who look up to us in these situations when they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times it, it, when we're dealing, especially in, in spiritual battles that we have and in, in times in life where there's indecision, there's turmoil going on, it's up to us to have that confidence so that we can lead dads, so that we can lead our families or the, our disciples through those things that are happening. Because there are others looking around saying, should I draw my sword? Should yeah, I make a run right. for it? Should I do this? Should I do that? What do I do? Mm-hmm. Our confidence in God's answer to our prayers really can have an impact on those who look to us for stability. Yeah, it sure can. You know, Paul has to live that way. <clears throat> so even as an apostle, the Lord doesn't always tell him, hey, go here and do this or do that. You know, in one case, he's trying to get down to Ephesus, and he's unable to do that. The Spirit of Christ would not permit him, right? Right. In another case, he talks about in 1 Thessalonians 2, Paul is prevented from getting to the, to the Thessalonians, but he says there, he says, Satan thwarted us. So, well, which is it then? Is it, is, it, is it God wouldn't allow him, or sometimes Satan won't allow him? In either case, it's really a question of whether or not it's a part of God's will, because if God wants Paul in Ephesus or in Thessalonica, he's going to find a way. He can get that worked out, That's and the right. devil is not going to be able to keep him back. So, again, we're at that same point. Whatever happens, happens at God's, at God's allowance. He knows what's going on. He allows this to happen. He doesn't allow that to happen. So, what we face every day is what God has prescribed and allowed for us. So we can face it with supreme confidence, knowing that this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. This is God's will for my life. I have a choice to make here. I need to do it the right way. I need to have confidence, and I'm going to march through this thing, knowing that God hears my prayers, and this is his answer. And And we'll we'll see see you you next time. time on 
Interman Radio. <laughs>